<laughs> no. All right, I think we're recording. Uh, I'm going to listen and see how it sounds. What the fuck? <laughs> okay. That's the intro to it. Hey, guys, this is What Mean. I'm Alex. I'm Trip. And today, we're finally here to talk about The Lighthouse. Um, oh, if, yes. you've, if you've noticed, our um, recording doesn't sound as great as it normally does. We've been having so many audio issues. We tried to record this last week. There was problems with Zoom. There was problems with us yeah. hearing it specifically through Zoom. Um, I'm not adding Zoom or anything. I'm just saying, like, guys, you need to work on whatever it is you're doing. <laughs> Um, we came over here and after some, well, before that we were trying so many times just to record it in general. It was just a really big pain, but maybe that got us in the right kind of headset. Um, I know that whenever I came over here, the audio might work. And so I might be getting some wireless audio stuff before I even thought I would. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I guess we can just go ahead and go into what we're talking about today. I've wasted enough of y'all's time. We can uh, just go ahead and talk about the lighthouse. Yeah. Um, I know the first time, I guess just brief thoughts. Um, you want me to go first? Sure, yeah. Um, I know the first time I saw it, this is actually my second time seeing it, it, it was a lot more stressful to kind of watch it. Like, you don't really know where it's going. It's mm. kind of, it's very claustrophobic and uncomfortable. It's like, it's kind of shot, like, very, like, the framing's very narrow, like older movies yeah. and, like, older TV shows, and it kind of feeds into it. It's kind of one of those bottle films yeah. where, like, you just spend the whole time in one location with just two characters. It almost could be a stage play when you really look at it. Yeah. Just because how simple it is. Um, I know the second time is probably a little less stressful, um, a little bit less anxiety-filled. Uh, what did you think of the movie? Um, I, I really enjoyed that one. It was in black and white, so it goes with the time of it. And I, I think it was like a, a 35 millimeter camera. I think it was. Yeah, I think you're yeah. right. And um, I think that also, like you were saying, it, it kind of puts you in that claustrophobic setting because even the camera was small, and plus, you know, one setting. But uh, like, uh, well, what were two movies that did that? Uh, Cell Phone, Colin Farrell. You remember that one? I haven't seen that one actually. Oh, it's it's like he's in New York and he's in a phone booth the whole time, and that's the whole movie. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I think that that um, came out what like in the early two thousands. Yeah, I like think, 2003, right? two thousand three, two something like that. It's it's based off of another movie. I think it's made maybe a remake of yeah. like there's one where the guy is in like a te- you said it's telephone booth. Yeah, it's a phone booth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was another older movie. I think that has a similar premise to that. But mm-hmm. yeah, kind of kind of I guess a little bit like. Other bottle films, kind of like uh, the one with Ryan Reynolds, and if you've ever seen Barry, yeah, that one's really good. That was a good one. This one, I guess, if I'm going to go into, like, kind of, because I know, like, everybody else has, like, talked about, and we will kind of get briefly into sort of some of the more, like, philosophical stuff in it and kind of just the deeper, like, meaning it as much as we can. But, like, in this show, what I try to do is kind of relate it to something personal to me, too, so it's just a little bit different. Yeah. Um... I know, like, just from a base level, this could be kind of looked at as, like, a movie about stress, I guess, and anxiety, and what that kind of does to your, like, mental state. Oh, yeah, when they lose their, like, insanity, like, throughout it. Yeah, and kind of just, like, what that kind of... What it kind of can do to your mind also, just, like, what a negative, like, environment, whether it be a work environment or whatever, can really take a toll on your mental state and also Mm -hmm. just, like, your life in general. I know that I've definitely had bosses before, like, um, like, Willem Dafoe, Dafoe. (laughs) not quite as bad, but just, you know, that whole thing, I guess just going personal, I won't mention any names, but... 
I actually went to a job. It was my first full-time job. And again, since, you know, this is a public forum, I won't say any names. Of course. But um, the boss there kind of bullied me. Like, that, not kind of. He straight up did bully me. He would push me around. He uh-huh. kind of, you know, would say, oh, you don't know what you're doing. You, um, like, hurry up. Come on. We have to go. He'd actually literally push me. Jesus. And, like, <laughs> yeah, like, was just really terrible to me. Would kind of just say, oh, you don't know what you're doing it took someone else to say hey like he's wrong you do know what you're doing like don't listen to him kind of thing for me to even think because i didn't even know i thought oh he must be right i must just be bad at this job or something like that and it can really take its toll. it can really now unlike in this movie spoiler alert i didn't think about killing (laughs) killing the guy (laughs) or anything come that point (laughs) yeah i luckily i got the transfer but yeah like it's just it's amazing i guess not amazing it's kind of just crazy what a negative environment like that can do to your mental state but even in this movie i guess you don't really even know because there's just like that i guess that twist because i guess the brief premise of it is that um a guy that's like you know used to being um like a lighthouse like watcher right. i guess i forget the word that they use uh maybe was, a keeper or something. Oh, uh wick something. Well, a yeah wiki. yeah a wiki. wiki yeah um he's much more experienced and then the other guy just wants to get his share yeah he's, he's just like hey i just want to get here and go i've i've done many jobs I used to be mm-hmm. a lumberjack like i'm just here and go yeah it's not like money and then <laughs> i guess kind of like the lighthouse you kind of find out throughout the movie that like like, they, they have to spend time together, obviously. They get to know each other. They, off the bat, just do not like each other. The the guy's very harsh to him. Um, forces him to drink, even though he doesn't really want to. Forces him to do a lot of things he really doesn't yeah. want to. I, I think uh, also a big feature of the movie is, like, just the ongoing, like, power struggle they have. Right. Like, w- Willem Dafoe from the beginning is like, hey... I get to look at the cool-ass light, you know, the the high-sky light over here, and you have to do all these little stupid tasks, like take out the shit and clean the water and stuff. And I'm just like, I was actually thinking about it. I'm like, is he a boss, or are they they at the same level, basically? Because that was the thing I didn't... I guess because he's writing down stuff about him, like, I guess he is kind of like his manager kind of thing. But I guess parts of that weren't really clear, because, like, he would help him with things here or there. And what I found interesting, and I've listened to other reviews about this, and they kind of pointed out too, but you're not expecting it. But part of this, parts of these movies is actually kind of funny. Oh like yeah, there's a lot of humor in it, surprisingly. Yeah, like it, I, I forgot how funny some parts, like whenever he's painting or whatever, mm. and he's just like, it's like I am holding it steady or whatever. <laughs> he just falls over. Uh, or the part towards um, oh, the part that made me laugh out loud was um. When uh, Robert Patterson was going up with the uh, fecal matter in the in the bottom the jars or whatever, and he tries to pour it off the uh, ledge and it goes right back to him. And then he, <laughs> yeah. does, he, he does that little scream. I was like, yeah. I love it. Anytime yeah. he just does, ah! <laughs> my favorite. But yeah, I guess like there's also um, just getting into it. There's a little bit of an unreliable narrator thing going on here too because you think the movie kind of presents itself as one thing. It's like it's this guy that at first seems kind of like, you know, he's on the up and up. He seems like kind of a good, you know, nice guy. Patterson? Yeah, Patterson. And then as the movie goes on, he starts hallucinating and starts seeing things. Yeah. And, like, the seagulls attack him and everything, and you kind of start seeing, and there's that weird 
stuff going on with Willem Dafoe and the the lighthouse and mm-hmm. the masturbating in the lighthouse. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's just there's more to it, or there seems to be, and then you kind of find out through Willem Dafoe's character towards the end, and some people. Um, kind of interpret it as him gaslighting him. I don't know, because he says that whole line about we've been here, like, months, basically. How long have we been here? Yeah, yeah, how long have we been here? Yeah, <laughs> week? Month? Like, like right. he's just like, how long do you think we've been here? And, like, I like to look at it as, like, one of those things where I do think that, like, Robert Pattinson's character had a mental break, because, like, also, I guess, like, one of the other things that's a big factor in this movie from a surface level, is kind of guilt, though, too, when you really think about it, because how much guilt he feels. Why'd you spill your beans? Oh, why, why'd you spill your beans, Winslow? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, um, just all the guilt he feels. He even takes on the name of the guy he accidentally um, killed while he was a logger or whatever, and, like, he just feels really weird about the fact that he didn't really feel anything whenever he, you know, passed away or whatever, and it's clear... You, you kind of start to see that maybe, like, certain scenes or certain aspects of the movie are not quite what you thought they were. Like, mm-hmm. there's some parts that are kind of off, and then, like, the further the movie goes on, the more you realize, like, this guy has clearly lost his mind and clearly <laughs> hasn't been fully there. And maybe Willem Dafoe, because at first, you, I think you're supposed to. You hate Willem Dafoe's character. Like, he's overly critical. He's very rude to Robert Pattinson for no mm-hmm. real reason, like, other than just being a crotchety old man, yeah. I guess. Just to have the power up the light. Yeah, yeah, basically. It's just one of those things where he has, like, this much, like, you know, just a tiny bit of power, and he's going to use it for everything it's worth, basically. Yeah. And it's kind of, I guess if we want to get into the metaphors of it, it's kind of like with the light and everything. People have heard them compare it kind of to the story of um, Prometheus with, yeah. like, you know, the light and, like, the gods holding on to the mm-hmm. light. And then we get, like, he finally sees the light at the end, and it's almost too much for him because he just falls back down the stairs, Yeah, and, basically. And, and again, tying in with the Prometheus, like, he was being eaten by the birds. Oh, yeah, yeah, pecked, the, his <laughs> organs pecked by the birds. Yeah, so, like, the birds that were, like, um, antagonizing him the whole time. Yeah. I, I, also, I also heard somewhere that... The uh, seagulls were kind of like, um, you know, them antagonizing was kind of like uh, Edgar Allan Poe's uh, The Raven. Kind right, of like, it was right. like tap on the window, like just always at him. And that like, was kind of like his guilt inside was th- in metaphor of the that's seagull the, or so. That's the thing. It's just like, I guess speaking from personal experience too, it's like you through like whatever, you know, things you do in life, like maybe you screwed up or whatever. Like sometimes those thoughts, like, you know, it doesn't really matter what you're doing can just, like, as much as you try to run from them, they'll just be, like, right there, basically. You can't really escape them, kind of. Like, you can't escape the birds. You can't really... At the end, you can't really escape the island, basically. And if you really want to look at it like that, um, he basically loses his mind slowly. And just some of the... It's a really tense movie. It's very uncomfortable. But some of the imagery and humor... I love some of the imagery. It's just so crazy. Yeah, like like when they first showed the mermaid, like uh, on the first watching it, I don't know what kind of movie I was getting into, but yeah. uh, I enjoyed all the hallucination and visuals that they had, which could have been like metaphors for his insanity going, or he could have actually seen it. You know. Yeah. I also heard that um, Willem Dafoe's character might have been like transforming himself because he mentioned a god in there. Um. The yeah. Yeah. Proteus or yeah, something yeah. like that. Uh, or. Uh, and in the, in the stories of Proteus, like, he could shapeshift into, like, tentacle shit or mermaids or whatever. So I was like, 
Could that be that? I, I, I kind of saw him as like Poseidon, I guess, as yeah. like kind of the character, which I guess is kind of similar to Proteus. Mm. But yeah, I really liked um, that aspect. I guess we can get to towards the end. Did you see, man, that ending? Did you see that whole thing with Willem Dafoe coming, wherever he just like basically makes him bury himself or whatever? No, like I, where he makes him act like a dog. That was weird, and that, I, that scene went on for such a long time, which I kind of enjoyed too. It's yeah. like a steady cam from there to there. It was like, so uncomfortable. Like usually, yeah. I don't go for movies like this, but for for a reason, this one, you have to be definitely. I guess the the viewer warning I would give is like, if you're already in kind of a stressed or like you're already kind of have like you're already anxious about other things. Maybe not the time to watch this movie. Maybe wait till you're in like a more leveled out headspace and then kind of put it on because I know definitely when I first watched it, I was going through some stuff. And so it was really hard to get through. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think they're trying to like cause angst and yeah. It's definitely like an anxiety, like kind of like one of those things where you're not supposed to be comfortable during this movie. Yeah. Like, they very much, it's one of those so let's, movies... Let's put you in the shoes of these characters. How are they feeling? <laughs> Uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, I would compare it to um, Joker kind of thing, where you're not supposed to like that movie. You're supposed to be uncomfortable the whole time and just, like, checking your watch. Like, not that it's a bad movie, not that the Lighthouse... Joker? Eh. But the Lighthouse, like, Lighthouse is good, but, like you're kind of supposed to be uncomfortable. It's not supposed to be an enjoyable experience. I did find enjoyment and entertainment in it just from some of the humor, some of the visual stuff. I guess the only thing, if we're getting into kind of negatives, that I would kind of take away from it is the second time watching it, it's not... It doesn't have as much of an effect because I think because you already know how it's going to end, you know where it's already going to go. So, like, you're not as, like, on the edge of your seat, like, kind of anxious about it. I mean, yeah, kind of when most horror movies, like, once you know where the scares are or what's going to happen, you're like, all right. It kind of, like, takes the teeth out of it a little (laughs) bit. Uh, but I did like watching it again just for the visuals and for some aspects and I plus, forgot. Plus, I feel like you can pick up other things because, like, I'm sure there it's meant to be interpreted. And so, oh yeah. Uh, so like, seeing it the next time, you can be like, all right, well, what did this mean this time? Or pick something new up. It's definitely one of those open-ended type movies where it's not as ambiguous as say something like Us, where it's just kind of like that one. It explains too much to the point where you start, like, your brain really starts thinking about it. It's like, wait, they went into all this detail to explain this, but then there's all these other plot holes, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the deal kind yeah. of thing. This one's the perfect amount where I don't really need to know why the or if that stuff was really in his head or if it was real. Yeah. It's kind of more fun. It's one of those discussion movies. It's exactly. one of those where you watch, and there's not really that many movies like this now where you can go watch it and then like afterwards just have a talk with your friends just yeah. be like hey what did you think of this like most movies these days because i think they're trying to make it for a general audience so it you know kind of everyone can appreciate it they kind of just make it lowest common denominator for most things or just like general audience where like an audience member's not going to watch it be like well, I didn't get it. That was dumb right. or something the, the like that. They kind of like spoon feed you and most stuff just gets easier. But I really love when directors do this, like, you know, go out of the way to be like, all right, I'm going to create something that's going to stand on its own and not just fill into the cracks of this other, like, 
normal shit, you know? Right. And I definitely like, because it was kind of based on a true story. Yeah. To, like, in the loosest kind of way, it's not like they use character names, but I know that it was kind of based, like, I know you know this. Yeah. Um, This guy, like, these two guys were, and then after this, they changed the policy. Well, I, I think it was three in the beginning, because I was, I was looking it up. Yeah. And, um, yeah, they said it was three, but, like, apparently they all went missing or so. Well, I know that the the story, I might, I might have heard a different one than mm. you, but the one I heard was there was two guys, and they came back to check on them, yeah. and the one had died, basically. There's still one alive? Yeah, and then the other one was alive, but maybe he either ran away or he killed himself or right. something like that, because I think... He did something where I think he realized if they came back, they would think that he murdered him, basically, and they wouldn't believe him. So yeah. maybe he killed himself, too. And then after or maybe he lived. I, I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> but um, it was something similar to that. And yeah. I find that interesting. I know that um, I didn't honestly know this much about lighthouse keepers before. I know this probably isn't an accurate representation of how lighthouse keepers <laughs> really are. <laughs> But, like, it's kind of cool just seeing that window into, like, a forgotten time kind yeah. of thing and just seeing... Oh, yeah, that's another thing that I really enjoyed is um the dialogue in it was just, like, perfect for that time. Right, he even calls him out. Oh, Willem Dafoe, and like, why are you talking like uh, the dude from Moby Dick? He doesn't say those exact words, but... <laughs> um, like, uh, Robert Egger, the the director, um, apparently I was, I, was, I was reading somewhere that they had this giant book of, like, old, like... Tellings really? of old like lighthouse keepers and like people of the sea, or I don't know, like nice. <laughs> captain or so. And that's how they got most of the dialogue because like so, someone he knew, which like, he said it somewhere, but um, someone recorded all actual dialogue from people like interviews with like real sea keepers of the time, or whatever. Wow. Yeah, I was like, that's really cool. And then and so he kind of like looked at that and like picked through and be like, all right, this is good, this is good. And yeah. so it made it more realistic for the time for sure. So I'd actually like to read that. I wanna yeah. maybe after the show see yeah. if that's on sale somewhere. Yeah. But yeah, um I guess just going into final thoughts, um I really like this movie. I haven't seen his other movie, um The Witch. Yeah, The Witch. Have you seen that? Yeah, it was really good. Is it is it similar to this or is it not um, not obviously it's not the same story, it's, but it's a it's a period piece which this one kinda is, but also it could be It's kind of ambiguous. It's, yeah, exactly. It's open in it. But um with the with the witch it was definitely I guess uh, it's not really ambiguous. They don't have cell phones, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it gives you some openness to it, like where right. it could be. But this one I think they say in the beginning, it's like this is the Pilgrim Days or something. I don't know. You can kind of <laughs> tell from the outfits, though, yeah, too, that too. from what I've seen. And w- with that one, they're more strict in the dialogue because they're like, let's make it, this is the time, let's make it with this. But nice. I know it was it was a really, really cool one. Um, Kind of like this one, it kind of, it's like a, a slower pace, but it's it's purposeful to, like, reel you in slowly and then towards, like, more of the ending, it's like everything goes haywire or something. Right. But it was, re- it was really cool. Like, everything looked on point and, um... Yeah, so slow burn, but the ending was a a great like peak for it. Right. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I have to definitely check that out at some point. I'm getting my tolerance. I'm in a better headspace now. Being married has been really great, so it's been kind of you know like kind of leveling me out a little bit. Yeah. Um, so like I probably could watch something like that now. I know for a while, like I said before, I was kind of not in a great headspace. So like I was kind of leaning on Boy Meets World. That's like my go-to like comfort show whenever I'm going through stuff. Basically, um, yeah. for me, it's How I Met Your Mother. Probably that's a good show too. Parts of that are problematic now, but also parts of Boy Meets World are problematic yeah. too when you yeah. watch it now. But yeah, um, 
I really enjoyed finally getting this episode in yeah, after sure. so many tries. We thought we were never going to be able to really record this episode. The cursed episode. <laughs> but yeah, um, just like I'll include the link to um, our official Instagram page. Just tell us what you thought about this episode. Rate us on iTunes. Um, like send me a DM. Let me know if any of you out there want me to review or do a commentary or just talk about anything, and we'll do it. Just let us know. Yeah. But yeah, um, I'm Alex. I'm Trip, and this has been What Mean.